You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. careful need to point out don't misquote this verse it doesn't say money is a root of all kinds of evil no if money was a root of all kinds of evil we'd have to get rid of all of our money the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil that's what you got to watch out for not wrong to have the money it's wrong for the money to have you Today, Pastor Danny will share with you about a topic that most people find a little bit uncomfortable, finances. Almost all of us have some money, some more and some less than others. So how do we use and view that money from our Christian worldview? Pastor Danny will encourage you to use your money to further the kingdom of God and to help out a brother or sister in Christ who's in need. Our money should never be in control of what we do, but it's a tool that God can use to bless others. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Acts chapter 2 as he continues his message, Detachment, Devotion, and Daily Attachment. I do? Well, I asked the Lord, what do you want me to do with this money? Because it's overflow. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need so that in turn, their plenty will supply what you need. There may come a time when you have a need and then God turns things around for them. And the intention is, then there will be equality. As it is written, quoting from the Old Testament, wandering in the wilderness when God provided supernatural manna from heaven. He who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little did not have too little. If you know the story of the wilderness wandering when God began to supply the manna from heaven, and God told him, I'll give you enough for every day, and on the Sabbath... Uh, the day before the Sabbath, because you, you don't know, go out and gather it on the Sabbath. I'm not going to send it on the Sabbath. That's just a day of rest, a day of special worship. Uh, and so I'm going to give you uh, enough on Friday for Saturday. And you had enough Friday to take you all the way through Saturday and then go back to what would be for them the first day of the week, Sunday. You know what they did? They didn't listen to God. Oh, they got the Friday amount, and it lasted through Saturday. But then during the other days, they tried to hoard and take more and keep enough Sunday to get them through Monday, even though God provided and said, I'll I'll give you enough for Monday But when Monday comes. But now Sunday, so I'll give you enough for Sunday. And you don't need to hoard on Sunday uh, to have enough for Monday. But they didn't listen to him. And because of their... Greed, 
on some of those days of the week, they would try to take more than enough to last them through the next day or through the next few days. And you know what happened? Next day they get up and what they tried to hoard, there were maggots in them. And God said, that's not the way it works. But because of the materialistic mindset and their greed, they didn't trust God. And God's intention is, hey, he's going to provide for each one of us, but sometimes he does that in the church because sometimes we do have more than we need. And God's blessed us with more than we need. And his intention is that we reach out, that we help others. Some, some in this early church, not only uh, was their heart changed and they were freed from materialism and greed, but it freed them up to now follow the call of God in their lives. In the text, the second one, in Acts chapter 4. I stopped at verse 35. Go back with me and look at verse 36. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned, and he brought the money, and he put it at the apostles' feet because his heart had been changed. Now he's detached from this materialism, uh, materialistic mindset, this greedy mindset, and it's interesting. It tells us he was a Levite. He had a calling on his life to serve God full time. And a couple of scriptures I'll just throw out. We don't have time to actually turn to them, but Numbers chapter 18, verse 20, and Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 9 tells us that a Levite wasn't supposed to own land. Interesting. When he got his heart right with God, he said, not only do I not need this, as a Levite, I shouldn't have it anyway. And he sold it, brought the money to the church, laid it at the apostles' feet, and this guy Joseph, also called Barnabas, is now not only freed from materialism and greed, he's freed to follow the call of God in his life. And what a call it was. He links up with the greatest apostle to the world, to the Gentile world, the apostle Paul, and they become an unstoppable team to take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the world in that day. Made me think of the guy we call the rich young ruler. And the Bible tells us that he came to Jesus. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, you know the commandments. He says, well, these I've kept since I was a youth. And Jesus said, well, there's one more thing you lack. Go sell everything you have. Give it to the poor. Then come and follow me. And you'll have great riches in heaven. The Bible tells us that that man went away very sad. He was a man of great wealth. And despite how nice he might have been, despite his moral upbringing, his heart, his heart was attached 
to the things of this life, the things of this world, in such a way that he wasn't willing to say yes to Jesus and no to all the stuff. And so he missed out, not only on salvation, but he missed out on what God's will was for his life. So many other people in the Scriptures, when the Israelites came into the land of promise, a man named Achan kept back some of the goods, the riches of Jericho, the first stop in the land of promise, hid it under his tent, in his tent, underneath the ground somewhere, and then ruined his life and took his family down with him. Sad, sad, sad stories. Now, back to the church, this early church. What a time. What a church. The divine influence upon the heart and the reflection in the lives of these people, detachment from materialism and greed and a spirit of giving. And for a period of time, no needy persons among them because those who had gave. What a time. The challenge in a church like this is not to allow the materialism and the greed back in. It's a tremendous challenge. When you get to Acts chapter 5, Verse 1, a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge. He kept back part of the money for himself. But he brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you've lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Obviously, God gave Peter what we would call a word of knowledge supernaturally about Ananias' sin. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You've not lied to men, but to God. And when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then the young man came forward, wrapped up his body, carried him out, and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? She lies too. Yes, she said, that's the price. Peter said to her, how could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the man who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. And at that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Now, I know for some of us that seems like such a heavy thing for God to do in response to what Ananias and Sapphira did. Whatever you think about it, one of the things it tells us is how serious God is about this thing called materialism and greed. 
and how evil it is. It's not just wrong, it's evil. It ruins lives, it ruins churches. Paul the Apostle wrote, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. I need to hear this message. You need to hear this message. <laughs> we need to hear this message. I'm, I'm a blessed man. My wife and I do not lack. I have excess. I need to hear a message like this. What does God want me to do? 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10 that's pretty clear. But if you keep on reading, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, listen to this. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, because it can be here today and gone tomorrow, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. So he's not a killjoy. He's not saying he's wrong to have things and to enjoy the things that he's blessed us with. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. Isn't it interesting? It's a command. It's not a, oh, if you feel like it, do it. No, 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 no. If you've been blessed materially by God and you have excess, listen, we in America, even, even in the midst of this coronavirus challenge, we're blessed. And now with the stimulus checks, I'm more than blessed. Command them. Be careful. Need to point out, don't misquote this verse. It doesn't say money is a root of all kinds of evil. No. If money was a root of all kinds of evil, we'd have to get rid of all of our money. Huh. The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. That's what you got to watch out for. Not wrong to have the money wrong for the money to have you. Now, let me pull it all together from the two texts we read, Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4. This church that their hearts were so changed, the way to Continue in this grace being poured out in their lives and through their lives, to remain detached from this thing called materialism and greed, to not allow the love of money 
to cause havoc in our own lives? Well, how do you do that? This church was devoted. Devoted to four things. The teaching. That means that they didn't just hear. They did it. James tells us don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So when I read a passage, when I teach a passage like 1 Timothy 6, 17 and uh, following, uh, command those who are rich in this world. Be generous, willing to share. And especially at a time like this, when people are hurting and in need. Don't just hear it. Do it. Second thing they were devoted to. Fellowship. Not a message on fellowship, or we could go a lot deeper, but fellowship is different than relationship. Relationship, you know somebody, maybe you know their name, maybe you know a little about them, but fellowship, you're really getting to know the person. They were devoted to the breaking of bread. Not only the communion meal, but having meals together. I can't wait to be back together as a church and break bread with people in the church. And then they were devoted to prayer. The teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. And those four things would help them and it will help us to maintain that grace of God flowing in our lives and then flowing through our lives. Teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. One last note from our text. What God did for this church and through this church, he added to their number. I've been praying, and I know God's going to answer it, that God would add to our number here at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. We want to see more people come to know Christ. I pray that during this time, you're getting fresh opportunities in your world to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. And maybe during this time, through this thing called the coronavirus, God is going to open up doors for you and me in ways that he couldn't have opened them before this pandemic hit. Keep your eyes open, be alert, and be praying for God to open a door for you to be a witness in somebody's life. And it could be that that open door is by way of helping them, helping them practically. I had mentioned before that uh, some of us uh, can and should right now, if you've got somebody in your life, um, instead of giving to the church, give to that person in need. It needs to start within the church, but it doesn't need to be limited to just the church. Maybe you got a neighbor. 
Maybe you got a work associate. Maybe you got somebody you know in your life and, and they've lost their job, they're really in need, and, and maybe that now that you are blessed in ways that they're not, maybe that's your open door to reach out and be a witness for Jesus Christ. And it could be that even during this time of self-quarantine, God might add some to our fellowship just through the ministry of us reaching out in this time of need. So be alert, be sensitive, and be praying for those opportunities. Well, I'll close it out this way. One of the greatest statements by a fellow named Louis Giglio that I memorized some time ago, and I think about it quite often, and it goes like this. Follow the trail of your time, energy, affections, and money. And there you find a throne. And whatever or whoever is on that throne is the object of your worship. Don't allow money or the love of money to grip your heart. And you know, maybe... One final word is that one of the good things that can come out of this coronavirus pandemic, it's, it's a real test of where our hearts really are. Are our hearts so much into the things that we own and the money that we have and the things that we do with the money we have? Is maybe this a good thing in that it tests us as to where our worship is really focused. Is it on the things of this life and in the things of this life? Or is God using this to maybe get our minds and our hearts focused again on the things of heaven? Get our values back where they should be. This doesn't lie. You follow the trail of your time. How do you spend your time? Your energy. How do you spend your energy? What do you spend your energy on? Your affections. What do you love most? Who do you love most? And money. And there you find a throne. May God be at the center of our lives. May Jesus be on the throne of our lives. May we take whatever we have and not just consume it upon ourselves. Let's look for ways to reach out, to give, to minister, to the church, to brothers and sisters in Christ. But then as God leads us and as God opens the door, to unbelievers. And that'll be a powerful witness and a great opportunity to share Jesus with somebody. Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. You only know that when you do it. 
We're so thankful to be able to share the Word of God with you here on The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our listening audience. If you want to hear today's message again, please visit ccfstpete.church. You can also join us in our Bible reading plan. Just look under the Resources tab on our website for more information. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to partner with us here on The Living Word. Would you join with us in praying for the listeners of this program? Prayer is such a powerful tool against the enemy, and there's much to pray about during these days of speculation, doubt, and fear. Perhaps there's a listener who's really wrestling with all of the uncertainties, and your prayers could be a way to minister to their heart and mind, renewing their faith along the way. Please pray that each person who hears these messages would find encouragement. We're reminded in these New Testament books that God came to earth as a man, just like us, and suffered in ways that we might be suffering currently. But He came to redeem each one of us, and that gives hope beyond what's happening in front of you. Thanks for praying. With that, we've come to the end of our time today. Thanks for joining us as Pastor Danny continued teaching through this series called New Testament Highlights. We hope you'll tune in again, right here on The Living Word.